I don't, you might. Not just I me. think these things makes half me an hour, so. Okay, we'll just run with it, who cares, hold on a minute. Nobody washes them anyway. <laughs> okay, so Jay, here's how this is gonna go down. Have you seen the show An Idiot Abroad? In the UK, it's where they sell Carl Pilkington. They send, Ricky Gervais sends Carl Pilkington off to all of these amazing destinations, but because he just has like a miserable undertone to absolutely everything, um, he's extremely funny to watch when he goes to these things. Considering you have that upset, depressed, miserable undertone slightly to everything that comes out of your mouth, um, I'm going to run some figures by you of the latest and I'm going to get your reactions to oh, these. Oh wow. And I want your opinion. Actual opinion? Your actual opinion, yes. Okay. And I've never seen the show. My brother, of course. Lives for it? Loves it. Oh, it's fantastic. You need to watch it. No. Typical British humor. It's awesome. Um, okay. Okay, so first of all, we are talking about the August 2021 market update. And we welcome you. Yeah. See what I mean? Slightly. That was the coldest introduction ever. Slightly undertone of disappointment. We appreciate their attention. Okay. Um, anyway, so to break down August 2021. So paint the picture for you a little bit. A story, if you will. Since June, inventory has been decreasing. End of story. So that's pretty much been the gist. It's been decreasing. The market is obviously not flattened, but has been on a bit of a downward trajectory, um, even though inventory levels are extremely low. So first of all, first figure, we're about 30% less inventory, August 2020 versus August 2021. Uh, that's both for current listed and newly listed for the month of August. What do you think on that, Jay? I am not surprised. I'm yeah. feeling it out there, if you will. Just absolutely zero inventory out there. Feeling it out there. It's horrible. There's nothing. All price ranges. Just okay, all price ranges, not garbage. Okay. No, that's exaggerated. Um, yeah, there's not a lot, and I 100% concur. And it's painful because that's what's holding multiple offers up. When something good comes on, the piranhas jump in. Mm -hmm. So you gotta be quick. So yes, that's a very accurate statement. Young Benjamin, continue. <sighs> I knew that bit was gonna happen. Um, okay, so trivia question for you. Looking at the HBI, and price index. What's that? Well, that makes it okay. Yeah. Uh, for the viewers who have just tuned in, they know. Um, They've all been listening. How much versus August 2020 versus August 2021 do you think detached home prices have increased across the board, Metro Vancouver? I can say. I'm gonna say 10. You would be wrong. 20.4% in the last year. All Vancouver, east side, west side, everything? Metro Vancouver. So okay. greater Vancouver areas, 20.4%. And the home price index currently sits at just over 1.8 million, 1.807 million for attached house. That is extraordinarily high. And this kind of speaks into the segue that we were talking about last week with the political campaign 
affordable housing and people getting into the market is now gonna be the hardest thing. To my point, which I stated out, it's all of these restrictions and all of these things to do and to help people when they own a home, but what about the people who can't afford a home in the first place? And that's gonna be a key topic. I agree with you, and I'm just trying to think of how to articulate. The government clearly does not care about the people that don't own homes. They speak, but actions are stronger than words, as any partner in any relationship will tell you. And the actions are most definitely not there to actually care about the people that are currently out of the market. So that is not surprising Very politically correct to at all. You. Yes. Um, yeah, I think the writing's on that wall, and it's never been the case, and it never will be because people that own real estate pay more tax than people that don't, or the people that are getting in will pay. Okay. Plain and simply. Sorry. Agreed. No, agreed. So obviously we were talking about the inventory levels just being ridiculously down versus mm -hmm. where we were last year. Ironically enough though, year over year, sales increases have only increased by 3.4%. Sales activity? No, 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 no. Like number of sales oh. in the region. Well, yeah, because there's nothing to sell. Which is, well, which is extremely ironic because when we were talking like obviously start of the year and you're talking year over year, we kept on saying it's not that relevant because you're looking like 125% plus numbers because of COVID and yeah, it's yeah. Not, not that ideal. So yeah, so to your point, there's just nothing to sell, which is almost, I wanna say, holding those numbers back. As we go into fall and we typically see even more demand come, um, hoping that the inventory can keep up with it. You think that's going to happen? I think lightly, but I don't think there's going to be a wave of real estate come. No, I don't think so. In which case, what do you think is going to happen? I think a light wave, I don't want to use wave, a light sprinkle of listings will come. Um, and like it typically does at this time of year, people are now back in school, kids are now back in school, parents can kind of get back into the routine, summer's over. and stuff will start coming, but I don't think it's going to be any massive wave because I don't, again, I think my, as my thesis has been for months now is that people cared when they had nothing else to focus on and money was getting cheaper and fear missing out was there, mm -hmm. um, which is the first half of the year in my opinion, and now they don't care anymore. Like the people are going traveling, people are back in school and let's get back to normal and let's see what happens is a lot more of the mentality, I think. Now there's always the people that need to do something, but that's a very small fraction of the collective. So that, I think people will bring stuff to market, but I don't think what a lot of realtors are hoping for, obviously including myself, but I don't think that's gonna be the case, is that a whole wave of all levels of inventory comes in and it's now feeding frenzy. So in theory then, with that being said, without the inventory there to keep up with the demand as more and more demand happens as we go through the months and years, and then market is just gonna be extremely difficult for buyers moving forward for a long period for a of long time. time. For a yep. long time. I think so. Um, I think rates will slowly start getting more expensive, very slowly. Um, and I don't think you're gonna get a big push of inventory. 
Because if we have a push of buyer demand, come the fall. That's if we have a push. There's a lot of buyers out there, I'm sure now, who are also saying, forget it. Let's, well, look, let's look next year. To your point though, like some people, okay, so let's look at next year. If we don't have the inventory to come, essentially we're just waiting for that bounce back up to extremely volatile times like we were seeing earlier on in the start of the year. And this would just be the opposite of a dead cat bounce, the worst saying of all time. <laughs> uh, maybe, but again, like restrictions and all this stuff, where do we, or we just get used to all that anyway and the world just continues here as, as normal. But I think right now kind of being the tail end of the year of what we've seen this year. I think the market's over it. Okay, so I'm, if, the, if we have a lot of demand that comes in the fall, that's gonna make things even more difficult for buyers. I think, for lack of better words, shittier properties will start selling. Couldn't think of any other word. No. <laughs> Vocabulary. It's what they are. There's good and there's bad real estate, and this, there's a lot of not as good properties. Not as good properties on the market. Questionable properties. That when that when um, their inventory goes right down, those you see start to sell as well because people still have the fear of missing out and whatever their their narratives are. And I think you're going to see more of those properties sell that shouldn't sell. Mm -hmm in this environment that are going to get too much money for what they are and you'll see more of that but i think you're still going to have multiple offers when good stuff comes to market and the good stuff shines through more when there's not a lot of it oh, so that gets the attention and then the multiple stick around and then everyone keeps playing the current game and we've seen that on our end so i mean we've taken buyers to properties that are or before we even got to take buyers to properties, we've looked at properties on MLS and they look good and you're about to send them and you reach out to the agent and they're like, yeah, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone, she hasn't updated, so, so multiple offers went. And that's happening. Yeah, you've got these other properties, to your point, the more questionable properties. Now look who's being politically correct. Ah, just gotta throw it in there, right? Um, <laughs> the, in fairness though, some of those, their listings or their, um, viewings have been picking up, their schedule well, showings will. have been picking up and it's it's interesting what that knock-on effect will then happen because if you've got a questionable property and then you're looking at what your property is worth and it's of some level of quality, is that gonna push things higher and is that gonna well, frustrate more people? It pushes the expectations as we're all thinking of a a, a blue house that we, we experienced that with, you more than I, but um, that pushes the seller's expectations higher. Because if you're like, this thing is a undiscovered leaky condo and it's sold for this, well, I've got to be worth this. I've got to be worth this, exactly. So, and that's difficult because then you get more pressure and more pressure on buyers and then we just, it continues building. So, Especially when you're dealing with like home prices that are already ridiculous. That are already ridiculously up there, right? I mean, 1.8 is huge. I mean, year over year, 20% for a house, that's... Then move to the farm, it's fine. It's moved just and, what it is. It for those not knowing what the farm is, by the way, he's referring to Poco. Port Moody, Coquitlam, Port Coquitlam. I'd even go as far as Burnaby. Just a little removed. Just trying to dig in there, eh? <laughs> that was a personal dig to you. Um, again, those numbers, it, it sucks, yes, because it's expensive for the buyers, but great for sellers. Mm -hmm. Great for that downsizer. So we always focus on the poor buyers and they can't get in and it just keeps rising and they've got the option to move out 
and add 20 minutes to their commute um, and deal with the facts. But what about the senior citizens who deserve that top dollar because they've paid taxes their whole life, mm -hmm. done the proper thing? It's a good thing. It's a good thing. So in summary then, inventory is running very low. Mm -hmm. Buyer demand is still there. If it increases any more, um, then the world's going to explode. Vancouver's going to explode, at least in the housing market. We've seen things. it before, and I think I'm confident we'll see it again. That'll it's just cyclical, keep crazy. right? It always yeah. happens. Um, but if you're a buyer, don't be expected to find something immediately off of the cuff. Be in it or be expecting a bit more of a longer game because there might not be the one there for you right now. Don't lose faith in that. Just realize that's the market in which you're dealing with right now. For buyers, they, you, the fear of missing out and all that and worrying about all the micro, what are the rates going to do and this sold for this and this sold for that. Nothing is more important than not resorting to buying a piece of shit. Don't get into questionable buildings just because you need to get in. Um, deep dive the minutes with your agent. There's once all the pressure that we see will eventually dissipate for however long, whenever, you'll still be then stuck in a building that may have assessments around the corner that you're not gonna be able to get out of as easily. Just, there's nothing more important than that. That's my two cents on that, okay. on the whole market. And then sellers, if you've got good product, and I actually mean good product, not you have history with this home and all this sentimental value that makes a good product, it's a real opportunity for you. To your point, it stands out a lot more because there is so mm -hmm. little out there on the market and you can get a lot of interest in it, hopefully lead to multiple offers, something like that. Second, if your property is sat on the market and it's just not selling, please listen. Like, Please just listen to the market because you're just shooting yourself in the foot. It's the market is trying to tell you something. So I think it's pretty much following suit of what we've been talking about for the last few months and now it's all come into fruition. I think following suit, again, buyers, there's nothing more important than buying good product, especially if you're a first time buyer and you're very tight on funds. You don't want an assessment in six or nine months. And sellers, yeah, it's a good opportunity to sell um, just because the benchmark is that high. When we look at it from the bottom up, yeah, that's a big number, but there's still plenty of people that can afford $2 million houses, especially with money as cheap as it is and people are more than willing to spend right now. Um, so you can get good prices and you've got leverage on your side and maybe it's a good time to sell and downsize or diversify or whatever. And that's when yeah. you call us. It's gonna end. That's when you call us. That's the end. I can't follow that up. Just again, cut it there, please.